Welcome back to another exciting episode of Level Up and Live, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of leadership, growth, and success. I'm your host, Sean Myers, joined by my co-host, Ewan Heinemeyer. Today's episode is a real game changer. We're diving into a topic that can make or break a team, an organization, or even a movement. It's all about leadership styles and the impact they have on those around us. So buckle up as we explore the humble leader versus the arrogant leader. Which one are you? It's time to reflect on our own leadership approach, learn from others, and most importantly, understand how these styles can shape the future of our teams and the success of our endeavors. But before we dive in, make sure you're subscribed to Level Up and Live on your favorite podcast platform so you can never miss an episode. And if you find our discussions valuable, take a moment to leave us a review. Your feedback fuels our journey of growth and improvement. As we navigate through the stories, examples, and insights today, consider which type of leader resonates with you. Are you the humble leader, fostering collaboration and empowering your team? Or perhaps, are you recognizing some traits of the arrogant leader and it's time for some self-reflection? Let us know your thoughts by sharing this episode with your fellow leaders and tagging us on social media. We'd love to hear from your perspective. I am a terrible leader. How many times do you hear that from a, an actual leader who, who sits and thinks and be like, man, you know what? I, I just really suck at this and um, uh, nothing's going the direction uh, I want it to go and it must be me. I, that's a that's a rare comment. The irony of this statement is that a good leader would actually say the words, maybe I'm not a good leader. That's the first key is exploring the possibility that maybe you might be wrong. And I'm not just talking about business. I'm not just talking about maybe leading friends or a sports team. I'm talking about your family, your relationship with your your church, your your wife, your kids, your husband, leaders, everyone is a leader in some area of their lives. And you can determine whether you're good or not with the response and the reactions from other people in your life. So today we want to discuss that, the what it looks like, because it's very subtle. Again, no one says to themselves, I'm a terrible leader. It's just not, we don't think that we're biased and that cannot be true. We all have areas to work on. Uh, but it's so important because it impacts the people you're around. And when they go off to go do their thing with the next person, your impact has impact on that person, even though you don't know them. It, it, it knocks on. And Sean has mentioned this many times in previous episodes, his his story, his origin story, where um, he, he had a, a, a period where being a boss was very difficult. Uh, he even called himself a terrible boss at one point. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say terrible, but he says that. Uh, it was very difficult and he did the self-reflection. He must have said to himself at some point, things are not going well. I'm seeing the response. I'm seeing the results and they're not what I want. People are doing this and that's an indication that something must be going on over here. So without further ado, yeah, I've said all that. Like when I'm saying this, Sean, what, what's hitting you there um, and what we can get into it? Yeah. So a lot of things. I mean, I think leadership is everything. And then over the years, on building these businesses and companies and having team members and employees come and work for me, it's really forced me to level up quickly. Because if not, then what ends up happening is employee turnover. Mm. Um, people 
despising or almost. Wow. That word right there. That's a heavy word. Yeah. What will make you say that? Well, and just in internally. Right. Mm. And so if I was the leader that was like, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. Right. And so to a certain degree, because I had the one track mind, like I thought I knew best, mm. then I would just dismiss everybody's ideas around me. Right. That would bring up stuff. <laughs> you just picture this, you know, every, everyone's been here first off. No one is just an amazing leader right off the bat, right? I mean, even people who are just natural to them, maybe they are great leaders. At some point, they must have dealt with what you just said, right? Like where you're just not going to hear what someone else says. And can you think of some moments, and I'll share mine too, uh, of when you just didn't listen and you almost see that, I don't know if you call it the the look in their face or the their body language or the tone, like what, what, what do you feel? Like, what have you felt in those moments? Do you remember how people are? Or I'm, I'm very curious what you're about to say. <laughs> I'm looking at your face. I'm looking at his face right now. <laughs> Man, reflecting back, there was one event that popped up. I'm sure there's been dozens. And, you know, what's interesting is I'll know I'll probably have team members mm. listen to this. And <laughs> people in my life. It's going to be the biggest commenting <laughs> episode ever. <laughs> I love it, though. But the cool thing is they all tell me to this day, like, yes. I'm complete, you know, yes. I'm I've seen it. I've seen it as yeah. your best friend. Like, I mean, it's been inspirational. It yeah. really has been. Thank you. I appreciate that, man. Mm. So, yeah, there was one instance where I had this, this awesome lady. I've had some awesome people work for me and the insurance mm-hmm. company. And just, just to give some context. So I'm 36 and my first business has been open for nine years, which is incredible. That's crazy. Which is cool because most yeah. businesses fail within that Someone's eight years. Someone's going to be 10 years, man. And I contribute to, to my team, right? Wow. To my team, awesome customers. Shout out if you're listening to this. <laughs> it's all because of you, not because of me. And so this was probably five years ago. And when... I remember having these meetings with 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 these awesome team members. Her, I, I will, I'll leave her name out just mm. just in case, you know, for privacy. But I remember she was awesome. She was fantastic. She did everything. She was like by the books. Mm. Like probably one of the best employees I've I've ever had. I've, I had ever had. I've never heard this business. story. You never told me this. And she was just a go getter. She would show up early. She would leave late, mm. and she'd work through lunches. She would do whatever it took to get things done. And reflecting back, it just makes me sick thinking about it because in those moments, I didn't, even though she was working hard, I knew I was working hard, mm. but it was my expectation. She was almost, it was almost like, because, and it was my business, right? And so it was almost my expectations. Like you should be working harder than me. Wow. And it makes me sick thinking about that mm. and saying that because that's not the, that's not the case, right? You're, you hear that a lot that uh, owners of businesses or uh, people who have uh, a portion of ownership in a company and they may look at their employees and be like, why are they not working harder? Why are they not putting in the effort? Well, it's not their baby, right? Like they're not rocking it like it's, they've created this thing. When you see someone else's child, you know, you're like, oh, there's great little child, probably have fun with them. You play around because you know how to play with kids, uh, but it's not your kid. They're not coming home with you, you know, so you're not clearly not as intentional uh, with that kid as you are with your own. You know, and I, I see that comparison when you're not, when you don't have that ownership in a business, yes. like you, yeah, you may love it. You might, you're going to follow that leader. You may even bleed the color of that company, but it's still not yours. And you'll never have those intense 
nights and thoughts uh, that the owner does. You know, so it's the, it's an impossible expectation, and that's what that's what I hear right there is like you you were expecting you like like she owned it up to your level, yeah. like, she, like it was almost her business, yes. but it wasn't. And yes. so it's, yeah. So what, what did you get out of that? Like so realizing that the reason that context is important, because when we were having our morning week, we had our weekly morning meetings mm-hmm. and she was in there sitting across the, sitting across the chair from me with my other employees in there. That was the worst part about it is wow, these other people were seeing it too. And at this point they already knew a little bit about me and they knew my expectations were high. My yeah. standards were high. However, that's just an excuse. That is the wrong approach. That was the wrong mindset. Mm. And so that with that context and that mindset, the problem with that is I, that is all I concentrated on is you should be up here. You're not. And you work for me. What about the other employees that were there at, at the time in the room? Or you, did you have the expect, same expectation for them? 100%. And it was the same expectations for everybody really? across the, the, the table. Wow. And so in my mind is like how we do one thing is how we do everything. Mm. And if you're not meeting the expectations, what I what would happen? Would anything would come out of my mouth? Mm. And what I mean by that is, is that when my mind was focused on this, the macro mm. of this is how we do things. This is the standards. This is the expectations. Yeah. The problem with that, Ewan, is that's what I'm focused on. So where mm. focus goes, energy flows. However, you forgot human beings are in the yes, room. Yep, hundred percent. Yes. They're not. They're not and it crushed. Yes. It's like they get bypassed, right? Like, it's like you see the mission and, and here's the thing with, with you. And I know the number of other people, big hearts, like you, you care about those people. You care about their, their well-being, their, their every, like when you think about them, you do, but when you're not thinking about them and just the goal, it's easy to forget. And once you forget them, well, then they become like a pawn or a cog in a machine and you, that people don't work like that. And as you, as you know, man, it feels um, stifling. Like the breath can be taken out of an employee's lungs with when you, cause it feels like a squeeze, yeah. right? I mean, so anyways, sorry, keep going. The breath hasn't been taken out yet. Mm. <laughs> I'm it hanging out. Oh my God. How many people were in the room? Four, four. at least four at, least at four. the time. Was it was a pin drop could be heard? Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. Okay, goodness. Oh, and this has happened multiple times, wow. early stages. Yeah, and so we were talking, we were discussing. They were challenging. This one lady was challenging me, mm. and this was five years ago. Now I accept challenge. Yes. I want people to challenge yeah. me because You're looking for people, you yes. get mad if they don't. <laughs> I know. Well, but if you challenged me five years ago, yeah. it's a recipe for disaster. Mm. That is a horrible mindset as a leader, yeah. as a boss. You have to be open-minded as a leader. And I didn't understand this at the time. When this lady challenged me, I was focused on the external. I wasn't focused on what she said. I was focused on that she was challenging me. Mm. And if you challenge the, the threat level went up. Threat level went up. Yeah. It was fight or flight. Yeah. And it was something along the lines of my job, Sean, that I'm doing at this agency, nobody else can do. I said, I'm going to argue with on that to be replaced by a VA. Those words came out of my mouth. And I remember as soon as I said it, my heart and soul dropped. And I I didn't know at the time subconsciously, I was like, this is not what, this is not what I, this is not what it should look like. But I didn't know any better. I didn't have anybody. I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't have, I feel like I didn't. 
I never had somebody to mold with good leadership. Yeah. You know, like yes. what did it yeah. look like? What yeah. did that role model and that leadership look like? Mm. What did those conversations look like? Humility. Humility, right? right? Yeah. And I didn't understand all this at 30, 31 years of age. But I knew it wasn't right. I knew as soon as I said that and I saw the look in her face that it had crushed. Oh. And it crushed me yeah. when I had said that. And so now it fuels me inside mm. to live out my life and be a role model in the leadership space. Mm. Because oh, there are people out there doing that right now. They're doing that right now, saying those things not it's not what you didn't want to say it. It just happened to come out because you didn't have that toolbox or uh, the emotional um, uh, IQ at the time to handle that situation. You just knew what you knew. And so there's a lot of leaders out there who probably still do that oh, yeah. and are not, you care, you know, you actually care. And so that you hated that moment. There's a lot of leaders out there that might not even care yet. You know, until they start seeing, well, here's here's a good segue. You know, what was the result of all this? You know, well, and you and I didn't even, you have to understand at 31, even though I was, I was so young yeah. to be leading. Well, this was five years ago, yeah. right? But at the, in the moment when I said that, for a split minute, I was like, that wasn't good. I shouldn't have said that. Mm. I never corrected course and I never said, I'm sorry, I should, I should not have said that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's problem. That's a problem. Yeah. So she went away, walked away with her tail between her legs. Think never about resolved. what that did with them, never resolved. Mm. And so the biggest key ingredient component now that I realize is like, we as human beings, we're going to say stuff that we don't mean, right? Or maybe we do mean, I, I don't know, but yeah. If it comes out of your mouth, you need to do two things. You need to, one, apologize and say what you're going to do moving forward, yes. right? And this is what I try to work on. Or take a minute before you want to say that yeah. and yes. say, hey, pay, let's postpone this meeting, whatever the bait. Yeah. I think you, you, I'll find off emotions. Yeah. Yeah. I'll self but I, if I didn't, if I would have had the self-awareness, yeah. that let's wouldn't say, have happened. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. And come back. Yeah. And so I think it's just knowing oneself because I think we as leaders and business owners, we get all this pressure in these different angles, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, uh, mothers and fathers. Yes. Right. Uh, uh, husbands and wives. It's the same thing. Same thing. Right. Because you're getting in these pressured environments. Mm. And so we're flying off the seat of our chairs with our emotions, with the flight or fight, how we feel. Yeah. And we say things we don't mean, but we can't take back. Yeah. Because you know the other employees around the table, once they saw that, that she did that, yeah. they're never going to speak up. Right. Even even though they might be feeling it inside, which, what is that? That's a pressure cooker. Yes. Like just ready to pop or they're going to leave because if they don't like what's going on or, or there's an issue going on and they saw what happened last time to that person, yeah. well, they're certainly not going to speak out. So there's no outlet. Yes. They just feel the squeeze. They feel like there might be that cog or that pawn trying to get a result and they're going to check out. You know, you're not going to get that best out exactly of Exactly what happens. They check yeah. out. Yeah, they check out. So that, to answer your mm. question on what happens, is they check out. Maybe not that day. Maybe not the next day. Mm. Maybe not the next week. But over time, they will end up checking out and they'll leave. Well, I think what's important to, to discuss here is that when you said, oh, you know what? A VA could replace you. Yeah. Your thought process there was, was there an element of this? It's, it's a very skewed element, but oh, this will motivate them. They better get going. 
it's like a fear-based, if you don't, I could replace you, so you better get the job done type thing, you know, or what was it? It was, the context was, it was coming from a place of this, what I'm doing, be grateful for. Mm. Yeah. Because if you're not, it was be, you better be grateful for it. Type, right. Mm. Type of situation. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, and then instead of like, you're right. Yeah. I said, I'll just get a robot to play. <laughs> which is, was, which, which was the wrong. Which is how you, you must have viewed it. Right. And, yeah. and so they're getting treated like a robot, yes. like a, like a cog in, in a wheel. We've talked about this in previous episodes. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that it's one thing to not say it, but you can't, even as a good leader, you can't even think it. Yeah. It's not good enough to just not, well, I don't say those things to him. I, I know I, I believe that could replace him, but I wouldn't be good. If you, you can't hide what you truly believe. It will come out in your tone, your, your energy, your vibe. It yes. comes out. So you have to not just change the way you show up with your words and everything, but it's got to be the belief because yeah. your belief in what you do now, you don't even have to say anything. You can say all the wrong things and all the wrong ways. Uh, but your belief that you, what you're saying now is that you do listen and you have their backs. Even if you said it wrong, they know what's going on. They know the score. That's beautifully said. It's such a beautiful place to be in. They say a lot of sleepless nights, yeah, hard work behind the scenes, mm. and just a huge shout out to the people on my team, right? Yeah. We've talked about this before behind the scenes yeah. because it really does come down to like the mutual respect, the mutual understanding. And now I've shifted from that arrogant leader that mm. thought he knew it all to dismissing ideas, not collaborating. Yeah. Collaboration. You know, with that, you said if you'd had someone to lead and show you, you would have seen it and probably adopted because you do, man, whoever you hang around with or whoever you look up to, you kind of do those things. Uh, or you're either going to learn humility from someone or you're going to learn humility through pain, which is the suffering of your business, right? Things aren't going that well. So, so you get forced to be uh, humble, to, to have that humility. Like you had to learn it through all the the negativity. So it's one way or the other. And and that goes to speaking to someone that might be resonating on the side or man, I, don't, I uh, don't, I'm not acting the way I should. The humility, the openness, the, the letting go, not squeezing is letting go of control is actually giving you the control that you actually want for the end game. We think if we squeeze hard, mm. we'll get the result, but who wants to be squeezed? No one. And so how do you get the result? That's, I think that's the problem. People don't know how to get the result because they haven't got the toolbox yet. And you went to town and figured out what that toolbox is. And then, then we were talking about this earlier. You create spaces for people to be their best version. You don't tell the who how. Yes. No, no, you got the who because they already know how. Mm. You just you just tell them this is what I want. Mm. I'm not gonna tell you how to do it. Why would I do that? If I need if I knew if I needed to tell you how to do it, you probably aren't the right person I needed to get. Uh, and or I might be stifling uh, an even better result because I got you because you're so good at that thing. I'm not good at that thing. So why would I tell you how to do the thing that I don't even want to do myself? You're perfect for it. This is the result. It's all you need to know. Go get it. Free. You are free to be. Yes. And if you got something to bring to the table, I'm all ears. Right. That's the place I want to be, you know, as opposed to, no, 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 you need to do it just like this. You step out of line, trouble. Yeah. And you you fight me on it, slap of the hand. Right. That's a, that, that's then the checkout, you know. There's two ways to look at it from a leadership standpoint. What I've learned in my leadership in the last decade, the, the first way is when I was having those conversations, it was because I that's all I knew. Mm. I wanted yeah. my expectations, my standards. This is my way or the highway. 
that is all. And I saw that human mm. transition into all walks of life, mm. friends, family, relationships. Yeah. And now the other way I look at it is, is I be, I'm more self-reflecting. I'm more aware and I'm more intentional about how can I serve you? Yeah. What can I do to serve you today? Have you noticed, what, um, Every, every husband and wife bickers. Uh, I mean, that's if you say you don't, then pff, you're lying. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, what is true is that, to, to me, a major indication of a uh, great relationship and um, humility and great leadership on both sides is the lack of bickering and the increase of understanding and uh, dropping the ego. And so, it, man, to me, it's a, a, have you noticed that over time, like the bickering between you? Because you're on the same team now, right? Like if if they trust you, they're not going to bicker with you. And, and and you have to work on yourself to get to that place of where they trust you so much that they can mess up and not feel like they're about to get scolded, right? As a leader, have you, no, have you noticed with you and Kendra that there's less bickering? Uh, I'm just curious, like, have you seen that? Yeah, so with us, like, it's funny because me and Kendra talk about it all the time, like about the smallest little things. Like it's not big fights. Like you hear mm-hmm. of the yelling and the, well, the escalation, drama. the yelling, and then, and then, the, and then fight, you know, and, but what do they argue about? Right. That's what, that's what fascinates me yeah. is it's about getting squeezed from yeah. finances. It's never about the argument. It's never about the argument. They're like, oh, why'd you leave the dishes dirty when I, it's not about the dishes. Like, Oh, you, whatever it is, it's never about, it's the buildup of all the stuff behind it. Yes. And, and once you get rid of all the stuff behind it, well, then those things don't come out, yeah. right? Like what, what I have found for my own self and from a leadership standpoint is even at 36 years of age, like I want to say it's gotten easier, but I've just gotten more intentional because the fact of the matter, Ewan, is that these situations pop up because not only am I leveling up, so I'm going to face more challenges and obstacles and problems. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Because I'm not staying at the same level. So yeah. when you level up and when you become, whether you scale at a company or you get, or you bring on new challenges within your marriage, whether that may be new goals, new vision, new, whatever that may be, you're leveling up your marriage. And so for me, it's, it's these other levels and being intentional about it. So to answer your question, like with bickering, it's like, if something like that pops up, we do everything in our power to recognize it within that moment. Yes. It's condensing the time. Yes, it's condensing maturity. the time. That has been the biggest. Yeah. Because yeah. you, if you're used to bickering, that's kind of the go-to. But as you you build more and more, you become a good leader. Because I believe it is the man that needs to drop that ego first and be that good leader. Because then the woman can feel um, secure to also be an equal leader in the relationship. Because it is equal. That's the thing. A lot of people think I'm the boss, yeah. right? If you think you're the boss, the man, you are not a leader. There's a big, man, I was going to say that, big difference between the boss, the CEO, and a leader. A leader is a concept. A boss, a CEO, that's a title, Mm. right? A leader can be anybody. A leader can be an eight-year-old who who makes good decisions. And and a 40-year-old might see that. You know, so for me me and Kel, my wife, uh, you know, we had our stages. We've been married for going on uh, 19 years. And we'd bicker. And this was all many years ago. And we worked on ourselves so much in the relationship that like when we start bickering, it's so foreign to us. I'm like, what is happening? This is not our state of happiness, our love for each other. And I have our back so much that we almost never argue. But when we do, my <laughs> the last one we were in, it was a while ago, but it was during while I was saying that, I was like, no, but then you, I said something like, but then 
you such this and blah, blah, blah. And you know what I'm doing right now is that I'm arguing with you and I need to drop my ego right now. And I'm really sorry. Yeah. So I said it, I got was in the sentence of arguing with her and dropped it. And I was like, C can we just, I'm sorry, let's hug. And we hugged, stepped back, I kissed her and said, oh, um, I, I don't even know how we got sideways like this. My bad. Let's take a breather. And then she apologized immediately for whatever. It was. I don't even remember what it was, but it just was so smooth. And we got right back to, to where we were before and it's been forever since we've been in an argument because we're so focused on going in the same direction yes. which is that is that not what all uh, leaders and bosses and CEOs should have like we're all going in the same direction and we don't want the conflict if it is going to be a conflict it should be uh, a positive version of where mm -hmm. you don't want yes men right you want right. that you want that uh, lady that worked for you to do that to you. Yes. Hey, if I need to do my job and as a leader, you want people like that. You want them talking back to you so that you can yes. level up together. It's a, it's a healthy version of it. It's not some stifled ego battle. It's like, no, the mission is this. And I believe to get there is this. And, and, and you also believe that's the mission. And then you can actually step back. That's actually a pretty good, pretty good idea. Yeah. This person's going to get us to where we want to go. Yeah. And anybody else want to join in, you know? Yes. And so that's good leadership, you know? And I see that from you all the time. Yeah, that's great leadership. And I always say my, I'm an imperfect action taker because it's, it's not, it's easier said than done, yes. right? I know there's listeners, I know there's people listening to this like, man, okay, look, easier said than done. You don't yeah. know what they said. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they're, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. And so kind of like what your story with Kel is like, you never said what she said or what she did, but you're like, I'm just going to drop the ego right here. Yeah. That's one thing I challenge myself all the time is, is to be the one that drops the ego and the pride and first and, and because. Cause if you don't, no one else will. Yeah. Right. You have to assume that. that. So that's fascinating and so insightful. And I believe that wholeheartedly that is so true. Mm -hmm. So like think about all the situations that you've been in. If you're listening to this with an employee, with a family, with a friend, with a sister, brother, maybe even your spouse and who's dropping it first. Yeah. You're, it's typically not you, right? Or maybe it is. And it took me decades to learn that. It's like, I've got to be the first one to drop that. Yeah. And I'll be completely transparent. It sometimes gets exhausting dropping it because <laughs> I'm the type of guy in my temperament, my personality, you know this about me. Yeah. Like I'm a challenger. Like I will, you know, Yeah. but now I've just learned it's like, it doesn't pull your peace. It, it, yeah. Long-term. Yeah, exactly. You can sit with your peace. If you don't drop it, then it's going to burn yes. later. It's it's never going to leave you. It, it never leads to yeah. sure. I may win the. I may win. Was the saying? I may win the battle, but I lose the war. Lose the war. Yeah. You know, and that's 100%. what it happens. Yeah. And that's the same thing with employees. Like I may won of this battle, but what happened? She left. I lost the war. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it's very easy to say, right? It's, and, and, and conceptually to look back, like, oh, that's great. But in the moment, it's the feeling, the feeling of the wall going up, the feeling of being attacked, yeah. the feeling of I should be fighting right now because that's all I've ever known. It's all I've ever been taught is to, to not get, not even win, but to not get beat right. by this person because they're trying to dominate me by saying I'm the problem. I'm the reason behind this when as soon as you start resisting what they're saying, you're not listening to what they're actually saying. And so you're missing the whole point. You're just thinking you're getting attacked. So you yes. fight back. What they're actually trying to tell you is I'm struggling. I'm having a tough time and I don't know what to do. So it comes out in an aggressive type form. And then you got just two people battling. Uh, man typically feels disrespected. Woman typically feels unloved. When, when, and that's the crazy cycle. I shout out to, I forget. I think it's, I can't. Gary Chapman? Um, I think it might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
Yeah, yeah, the crazy cycle. Yeah. And it's so true. Like if a woman feels unloved, she will disrespect the man and the man needs respect and you'll show a lack of love and it just goes around and around. So cutting that out uh, makes, it, makes a big difference. So, so what would be one piece of advice that you would leave our somebody that's like experiencing this saying, look, I get it. It's super hard. I understand I got to drop the pride, the ego. What's one way to do that? The, you and- I, I, the, the macro and the, to remember this is to remember it all. You want, everybody wants the best outcomes. Like you want to, everybody wants the best. No one says, I want this to go to hell on a handbasket. No one says that, but it does. The reason it does that is because of control. Squeeze you, that. The leader is afraid of losing control, not getting the result. And so when they don't have the toolbox to get it, they squeeze, but they don't realize it's the polar opposite. And you can't argue that because look what happens when you squeeze. No one has ever been squeezed before. You've ever squeezed your team or your employees or your loved ones uh, to where they have to do force them that it turns out well. It just doesn't. It, it ends up what happens when you squeeze, things break, they burst, uh, they, they scream. The key, the golden key to remember is that to let go, to let people be free is how you get your result. It's very scary because if you're not in control, you think, well, if I don't control this, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be the way I want it to be. But the opposite of that doesn't work. Like to squeeze doesn't work. So you have to let go to let people be free because then they find their passion. They feel that that openness to be the best version of themselves. And then you will get actually 10x more than what you ever thought you could get. So everything you said, you hit the nail right on the head. And I'm going to dovetail right off that. And what I would say to that is if you can do that, if you can drop that ego, drop that pride and allow them to do what they're best at, you as the leader, whether it's in your marriage or whether it's in your business with your employees, my number one mindset is, and I'm intentional about, and I'm not perfect at it, but it has gotten me where I am today, five plus years later. And I've had the same people in my life, same on the same team members, and I apply this to my marriages. What can I do to serve you? How can I serve you? How can I serve you? And what I mean by that is, is like, how can we get you closer to your goals? How can we get you closer to what it is that you enjoy doing on a daily basis? Yeah. You want four days a week to work? Cool. What do we need to do to get you there? Yeah. You wanna you want this financial income? Cool. What do we need to do to get you there? You're that servant, you're being a servant. Servant. Yeah. That is proper leadership. Dude, I man. And that's biblical because a lot of people say the man is the head of the household, right? And and a lot of people took that over years that even if you don't believe in the Bible, right? Like, it, but if you just read that, the, the man think I'm the boss. You do as I say. That's, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit in the couch. You bring me my dinner, right? That's because I'm the, I am the important one. Yes. What the Bible is saying is that the man is the, the leader of the house. He is the, he is the servant. It's, true leadership lifts everybody up first. Right. So ultimately the, the, the leader should be getting the dinner for everybody else. Yeah. The man should be looking after all those aspects so that everybody else can do their thing that they're good at, right? So that it's a it's a team, it's a network, right? And so you saying that as a servant leader, servant-driven leadership, I think there's a book called that <laughs> when they look that up, uh, servant-driven leadership, and it's the only way to lead. There is no other form of leadership. There's that yeah. or tyrant. Yeah. And w- w- how, how well does it work out for tyrants, you know? Yeah. So, man, what you said is, dude, servant, leadership man you nailed it dude yeah i think that's uh, a good one to leave on so yeah. if they can focus on less than obsessed with being a servant to yeah. their employees to their team members to their spouse to their to their kids uh i think that will will pay huge dividends yeah. in the future that's really 
allowed me to shift my mindset and apply it to this day. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. But when I notice my old self coming up, I flip the switch because I've been both mm. the, you said it earlier, uh, what would you call a tyrant? Yeah. Tyrant, tyrant arrogant leader versus mm. humble servant leader. And I choose humble servant leader yes. every day of the week. Amen. And that's releasing the reins, relinquishing the control and allowing them to shine where they shine. And people will tell you, they'll tell you if you're a good leader or not. You don't need to look inside. You look outside. How are they responding to me? Yes. Are they lit that's up? A, that's how you measure. Because there's no other, your opinion does not matter. <laughs> they will tell you in their actions, their words, their energy. Yeah they'll tell you right off how you're doing as a leader. And another conversation for the sake of time, because I know we're, we're wrapping things up <laughs> See, we here. Keep we keep going. going on and on. I can tell we're dialed in. We're a little over today. But I, I feel like another episode, maybe if you're listening to this, uh, another episode that I have in mind would be for leaders that are like, yes, yes, give me more, give me more. Mm. And maybe it's along the lines of with, okay, cool, we get it. We can work on being a certain leader, humble leader. What if there's no results? You and Sean level up and live. What, what if there's no results? What if they're not getting results? They're not falling. There's no consequences. Or I'm sorry, they're not falling. We're not hitting the goals. We're not hitting the vision. They're not doing their job, their yeah. task. Do I yeah. still show up and be a servant leader? Yeah. Do I still show up and be humble? Because it's very hard for me to do that when they're not doing their job. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's for another episode. We got, we got answers for that. Yeah, we I do. Mean, absolutely. Answers. Yeah, yeah, we can keep going on and on. Yeah. Level up and live, man. Level up and live. Amen. Let's go. And that wraps up another eye-opening episode of Level Up and Live. Thank you for tuning in and exploring the dynamics of leadership with us. If you want to dig deeper in today's topic, don't forget to check out our show notes. There, you'll find free additional resources, guides, and planners to help you on your leadership journey. Before we part ways, a quick call to action for our incredible listeners. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review, and share this episode with another leader in your network. Let's spread the wisdom and inspiration for positive change together. Remember, your leadership style shapes the world around you. So until next time, keep leveling up and leading with purpose. This is Sean Myers signing off from Level Up and Live.